and there's possibility, like there's opportunity. Okay, this is, this is something new. Same with us today. All right, we just come out of a year. Maybe it was a great year for you. Maybe it was a really hard year. Maybe you had some bad professors. I don't know. But it's behind us, and we're in this transition phase into the new. New possibilities, uh, new opportunities, like uh, the sun shining also, which is good. I've, I've missed that sun. And it's an opportunity for us to maybe pursue some new things, um, some new objectives, some new activities, some new people, some new uh, growth things. And I've started to compile a list of things that I want to do or see or be part of, take hold of this new year. And it was a lot of like things and activities and da-da-da, good stuff, good stuff. And then at some point, I kind of turned the corner. I was like, you know, I, one thing I also want in my own life personally, and then at OTC, is like, more of God. More of God. Like, more of his spirit, his power, his presence, his activity. More of the fruit that he's generating. Uh, and I want to see more of that in, come into bloom. Uh, I've seen some great things this past year. In a lot of ways, this was a tough year, but we saw God move and do some things. I want more of that. I want more of that in my own life, my family's life, my friends' lives, the people around me, this community, the larger community. I want to see more people uh, hear the gospel and come to belief, come to salvation. I want to be part of that a little bit more. I want to see God work in me and through me more this year, through you and in you more this year. That's the opportunity for us this year. And it's going to take some changes. It's, going to, it's not just, hey, one is we ask for it. Um, and I know there's some things that I need to do to help bring that about, not only in my own life, but also at OTC. One is praying more. Um, and then as we go into this new series that's beginning today, it's called Resilient Disciples. We'll unpack that phrase a little bit as we go. But we're going to go into the Gospel of John. And in the Gospel of John, so John is one of those first followers of Jesus. He saw, ate, talked with Jesus. Uh, he was there, man, firsthand. And he and his team compiled this Gospel, the good news about Jesus according to John, that we're going to look at. And in that, we're going to see this invitation by the living God to bring us into more life, more of his presence, more living water, more fruits of his spirit, uh, more of the work that he has and he's offering us, and he's going to show us how to do that as well. That's the call, that's the opportunity, that's the invitation for us. Today, we're going to start with the question, where are we? Right? So we're, we want to head somewhere. I, I want us to go into more of this God stuff, and where are we now? Right? Um, so we're going to start John, and it's, it's a great beginning, because chapter 1 talks about the beginning, the capital B beginning. It also has Christmas in there. And you still, I don't know how far away Christmas feels to you. It's, it's kind of in the rearview mirror now a little bit. Um, anybody pack up their stuff? Is it all gone like in your house yet? Man, Sharon's on that. Becky's close. Uh, we got a few things to do. Okay, but Christmas is in there. So we're in this nice transition phase. The, the big question today, where are you? It's a question that God asked Adam. When Adam and Eve, they, they crashed and burned out on sin, and they, you know, they tanked this thing. And one of the first questions God asked Adam is, where are you? God knew where he was. 
He wanted Adam to recognize and think about, oh, where am I? Yeah, where am I? Where am I in relationship to God? So that's our big question today. Where are you? So let's look at that as we go into John. Uh, John 1. Start at the top. In the beginning. That's how it starts. John 1, 1. In the beginning. Now, if you're Jewish, if you're familiar with the Old Testament scriptures, the Hebrew scriptures, you're thinking, in the beginning, what? God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void. And yes, good. So that's what you're thinking about. John, after God has come in Jesus, he shifts that a little bit. Watch what he interjects here. It's interesting. In the beginning, uh, so Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But in John, here we go, in the beginning was the word. He's, he's interjecting something there, a detail, a revelation that we didn't have in Genesis 1, but now that we have, now we have, now that Jesus has come. In the beginning was the word. Okay, now lock on to that, the word. We're going to focus on the word. John is bringing attention to the word. In the beginning was the word, and the word in the beginning was with God. God was there, the word was there. Okay, the word God was with God. In the beginning was the word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He, the Word, was with God in the beginning. All right. Tell me more about this Word. This Word sounds interesting. The Word. Okay, first off, let's just capture it. Fill in. The Word is God. Don't miss that. The Word is that John is highlighting is God. Okay, let's learn some more about this word that is God, was with God in the beginning, is God. Okay, verse 3. Through him, through the word, who is God, through him all things were made. All things were made. Without him, without the word, nothing was made that has been made. Through the word, all things were made. In reality, two categories. The made and the unmade. Created, uncreated. Always there. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And through him, all things were made, were created, that have been made. The universe, you and me, the breath that we're, we're breathing, the mind that we're using to comprehend this stuff. Through him all things were made. The word. Without him, without the word, nothing was made that has been made. Okay, now let's go to Genesis 1 again. Okay, because this is supposed to echo and draw our attention to Genesis 1. Let's look at that. Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, like ready to do something. And God said, let there be light. And there was light, right? Where is the Word of God there? Where is the Word of God in Genesis 1, 1 through 3? Where do you see him? Say it loud. 
Okay, the Spirit's hovering. We have God. We have the Spirit is identified. The Spirit of God. Where's the Word of God? God said. God spoke. God spoke the Word. What was the Word that He first spoke? Let there be light. God, through the agency of the Word, creates where there is nothing, where there's just darkness and emptiness and void. God speaks and he brings into existence that which was not there. And he begins with light. God speaks the word and there is light where there was no light. This is the word we are talking about in the beginning who is with God, who is God. What do we... Creative, yeah. Powerful. Whoa, speak, and it is? That's power. That's the word of God. Wow. All right, so that's who we're talking about. That's what we're focusing in on. And then as we go through Genesis 1, 3 through 2, 3, we just see it again and again. And God said, let there be, and it was so, and it was good. I'll just read these for you. Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and it was good. Verse 6, and God said, let there be a vault between the, the water, separating water from water, and it was so. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place, and let dry ground appear. And it was so, it was good. Verse 24, and God said, let the land produce living creatures. What, what, do we, what is the word doing here? Creating life. Where there was no life. Producing creatures according to their kinds, and it was so, and it was good. And God said, let us make mankind in our image, and our likeness, and it was so. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. When God creates life, when God creates powerfully by his word, what he creates is good. Very good. That's the word of God we're talking about. Next fill, and through the word, all things, what? Were made. All things were made. That's the word we're talking about. That's the, the word that God, uh, through John, is highlighting for us, wants us to know today and think about today. Okay, God's word is powerful, it's good, creates whatever is good. All right, more about the word. Verse 4, let's keep going here. This is back to John 1, 4. In him, in the word of God, in him... In this word of God was life. And that life, as in the word of God, was the light of all mankind, all humanity. Life and light reside in the word of God. Light and life, that, that sounds good. I like that. Uh, more of that, please, okay. Next fill in, the word of God has life and light. Who's it for? For us, for all mankind, for all humanity. The word of God has life and light for us this new year, today. We'll unpack that, John will unpack that for us as we go into John further, but verse 5, another flashback to Genesis 1. The light, this light that comes from the word, shines in the darkness, 
and the darkness has not overcome it. The light and darkness. Remember Genesis 1-1 again? It was dark, formless and empty. And God said, let there be light. And there was light, and the light pierced the darkness. The darkness didn't absorb it. The darkness didn't overcome the light. The light overcame the darkness. So the light from the word of God prevails over darkness. We're going to see that unpacked more. That's the next fill-in, though. The light of God's word prevails over any kind of darkness. Okay, so far, God, the word of God, out there that was in the beginning, was with God, God immortal, invisible, eternal, out there. But then, here's the radical thing. Here's the big news. Here's the good news. Gospel means good news. Here's the good news. Verse 14, the word that we've been talking about, the word became flesh. The word took on human flesh, wrapped himself, clothed himself in human flesh, and made his dwelling among us as one of us. The word of God became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, saw his majesty, his, his, his splendor, the glory of the word here, the one and only son, so we get more details about the word, the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Now first, we have seen his glory. Who's the we there? Who's writing this thing? Yeah, John, the apostle, the eyewitnesses, the disciples, the 120, at least 500 people, 1 Corinthians tells us, saw the glory of the word of God that became flesh, made his dwelling among us. All right, so this isn't just one guy in a cave somewhere. This is multiple witnesses pointing out that the, the word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us. All right, and they note something about the word of God in the flesh. What, what characterized him? He came full of what? Grace and truth. Grace, mercy, loving kindness, goodwill, good for you. The word of God comes full of grace. That's fantastic because he's really powerful. This is God we're talking about. God in the flesh comes with grace, compassion, mercy. Those good, soft things that we need, all of us need. He comes full of grace. And he comes full of truth. We need that too. Truth. He reveals what really is. He helps us see the way things really are, including ourselves. He helps us know the truth about God. He reveals God. And God, the creator, is full of grace and truth. Not just grace, but sometimes some hard truths. Not just hard truths, and good truths, and interesting truths, but also loving kindness, and mercy, compassion. God has that for you and me in 2022. I want more of that. You want more of that? 
more grace, more truth from God, and then in my own life, and then in my relationships, my, my marriage, my friendships, my uh, relationships, my people I encounter, more grace, more truth, more grace and truth here. Yes, sign me up. Let's come into more of that this year. My kids need it. I need it. Everybody I care about, we all need it. All right. The word comes full of grace and truth. Now we, we learn something. The word of God is the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. Next, Phil, and just in case you missed it or you just woke up, Jesus is the word of God that we've been talking about. That was in the beginning, through, all things, through him all things were made. Isn't that wild? Jesus of Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, first night sleeping in a manger. That's who has come. He's the one full of grace and truth for us. Now, why did he come? What was his mission, purpose, goal? Let's circle back to verse 10. He, the word of God, still talking about the word of God, he was in the world. The word of God became flesh, made his dwelling among us. He was in the world. He was here. And though the world, everything we see, everything around us, was made through him, the world did not recognize him. Much of the world still does not recognize him. Some of the world does. He was in the world, though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own. He came to Israel, king of the Jews, the Messiah, the promised one. He came to that which was his own, but his own, in large measure, did not receive him. Yet, yet, here it is, to all who did receive him, in Israel, outside of Israel, to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, believed in him, believed his words, believed what he said, believed his revelation, those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, sons and daughters of God, part of God's family, children born not of natural descent, you didn't choose who you are born by or through, not of natural descent, nor of human decision, nor husband's will, but born of God. Reborn. Born again. Adopted as his sons, as his daughters. Children of God. For those who received him. Who believed. Just a little belief to start off with. Just open the door to Jesus knocking on their heart. We have become children of God. What a great thing. What's the aim of the word of God? Why did he come in the flesh? One big reason is to make us, to invite all people, to make us children of God. He's still doing it. Some of you, maybe this past year, became a child of God. Some of you, the past five years, you became a child of God. Ten years ago, me, I'm 20-something 20 years now. Became a child of God. I wasn't a child of God. I was separated from God. I was dead in my sins. I was a child of wrath. I was under his condemnation. I was an enemy of God because of my sin. God moved me from that place, moved us from that place to a place of being children of God. Now, what's it like to be a child? 
in a, in a, in a good family? What, what's that like? What are some things? I am what? I'm loved. I'm loved. Is that a temporary setup? Is that, you know, parents, your, your kid, you're going to be parents for how long? Is it just five years, ten years until they get out of high school? No, man. Always my son. Always my daughter. Always. As, as tall as they get. It's crazy. That's the kind of relationship God has come to bring you into. To bring others into who don't know about him yet, who are still living in darkness, who are still in the world. I want to see us reach more of those people this year. Let's do that. Those people around us, our coworkers, the people in school, we have an opportunity. God gives us these little windows, these little moments, these little opportunities to invite people in, to speak a word that his spirit prompts us to speak, to share the good news. Let's do that more in 2022. He came, the aim of the word of God is to come make us children of God, bring us into a close, loving relationship, a permanent relationship. One more thing today, verse 18. No one has ever seen God. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, the Word of God, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for eternity, has made him known. The Word of God in the flesh has made God known. That's the other thing that the Word of God came to do. Number two, to make God known. God out there that people sometimes cry out to when things are really bad. It's not, a, it's not a vague, shadowy God. That God has made himself known in the flesh, in the person, Jesus. You can read his words. You can listen to, to what he said, what he did. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, multiple witnesses. To make God known is one of the re big reasons he came. Okay, be born again, know God, to know him. So, on this second day of the new year, did I get that right? I apparently have very much trouble with dates and numbers when I speak up here. <laughs> Second year of January, the new year, 2022. Where are you? Where are you in this? Where are you with this? And we have this little exercise today. This exercise is not a test. Not a test. It's an exercise. We're going to go through some questions. And the purpose of these questions is to allow God to bring things to mind, to show us things, to reveal things, to bring light into our life this morning. Not condemnation, but light. Because he loves you. He's set his seal upon you. He's put his name upon you. Here's where you are. So as we go through these, the goal is to, Lord, where am I? Show me where I am. Um, we start there, and in this new year, we're going to grow and draw closer into the things of God. Okay, so we're going to start real easy stuff here. Here's the instructions. These questions will allow you, help you identify areas that God is highlighting for you and sort out next steps. So there might be something that God wants to also show you as a next step through these things. So take notes, write down stuff. It's not a test for others to see, but a way to help you see where you are, therefore on a Answer as honestly as possible. All right. Nobody's going to look at your question. I'm not going to collect these. This is for you, you and God. All right. Here we go. First question, real softball. I believe that God exists. I believe that God exists. That's a big question. 
I believe God exists? Definitely not. Zero. And then all your way, make your way up to 10, definitely. Just where are you these days? On that question, I believe God exists. You respond. You circle it up. If you need a hand out or a pen, raise your hand. We'll help you. All right. Good. Next one. All right, keep going. Next one. I believe that God is good. Definitely not. Maybe, you know, somewhere on that spectrum. Definitely. I believe that God is good. All right, got that one. Next one. More specific, more detailed. Jesus is the word of God who came in the flesh. Number four, I have received Jesus and his sacrifice for my sins. I have received Jesus and his sacrifice for my sins. Five, I have been born again. In other words, I am a child of God. Number six, Jesus is alive here now and active in my life. Okay, a little shift here, kind of where are you? Number seven, what statement describes your spiritual growth these days? I'm sliding backwards, I'm stagnant, a bit of growth here and there, etc. Where are you? What describes your spiritual growth, vitality these days? Number eight, my heart toward Jesus. My, my attitude, my heart, warm, lukewarm, indifferent, whatever, cool, closed. Not what it should be, but where are you? What, what is it? My desire, number nine, my desire to follow Jesus these days, to follow him, to you know, do what he says, to, to be stretched by him and so forth. My desire to follow and obey Jesus these days is number 10, what activities in your life, practices, habits, things you're 
you're into these days. What habits, activities are helping you, help you, and helping you draw close to God these days? You just write down anything that you, you, where you experience that, drawing close to God. On the other side of this question, number 11, what activities are leading you away from God these days? You're getting in, interrupting your relationship with God, maybe pulling you the other way. What activities in your life are leading you away from God these days? Then, you know, just generally speaking, when you get through those, uh, what is God highlighting for you in these questions? What, what's he saying to you? What's his word to you? What is he revealing to you? What does he want you to hear, receive? I encourage you to write it down. If you're like me, you'll promptly forget otherwise. Related to that are the time you take. He's saying, any next steps to take. And on those next steps, it may be, hey, you know, question number four, uh, I don't understand this. I want to know more. I, 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 I'm interested, I'm curious, but I just don't know. Or I'm stuck, or I, I, you know, I hear the word of God, the Bible say this, but I think this. We all need that, someone to process with. Uh, that's you, I'm always available, not always, I'm very available, so email me, you use that QR code on there to uh, fill out a connection card, you can put stuff on there, take that next step, it's new year, man, new steps, all right, you can keep working on that, sitting in that, we're going to, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to do this last song, Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for coming close to us. Thank you, Word of God, for coming to reveal yourself in time and space and history. Um, and then also, by your Spirit, you continue to reveal yourself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Spirit that leads us in truth. This year, Lord, make us more sensitive to your spirit, more quick to respond to your spirit, Lord, your word. Help us receive your word. When we're confused, we don't know where to go. When we're stuck, when we're in conflict, Lord, help us go to you quickly and hear what you're saying to us. Instead of just operating out of our old ways. Help us make more space for you, God, this year. To draw close to you, to hear you, to draw close for help, for strength, for peace. Thank you, you're always there, ready. Thank you, word of God, who came in the flesh for 
paying for our sins so that we could come to you and can come to you any time with freedom and confidence. Even though we're messed up. Because of what you did for us. We thank you for your grace. Speak your truth to us, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, continue, Lord, this good work as we sing, as we go into this new year, Lord. Thank you, living God.